podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome to Friday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I'm joined down the line by Joel Sked. Hello, Joel. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised I was I was trying to type in and my even when I type, I, I could, you can kind of pick my uh, keystroke up. So I try oh, not right. to. Okay. Right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so how's, uh, how's the lockdown going for yourself? So busy. Looking on the group chat, Craig Telfer's watching four movies a day, and just uh, a lot of others are just swanning about. I've, I generally think I'm working harder than I was before. <laughs> oh, that's a bit I'm, rubbish. I've not finished. Not finished on time this week. Didn't get a break today, and I'm working from home. I, just, I, I generally thought I was going to sit around in my pants and uh, just knock about, do nothing. It's not been the case. <laughs> That's a bit of a shocker. Anyway, we better get to the, the crux of this this episode, which is the top 12 goalkeepers in uh, the Scottish Premiership uh, at the moment. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're probably just going to plough through these lists over the next few weeks because obviously there's not, there's not really much to talk about. I don't even think there's, there's really anything we could have picked up from from what we did on Monday's episode, I don't think there's been many developments at all. So we're just going to have like not, to... Not official developments. Obviously, that the reconstruction idea came yeah. out. Yeah, we can maybe... Um, if, if that has some legs, we can maybe talk about that next week. But yeah. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to say. So we'll just... We do these kind of things this time of year anyway. So let, let's just... It's usually three of us. It's usually in the same room. But two people, uh, one going back and forward. Should should be all right. <laughs> yeah, and especially this one. This this list is a doozy. No fucking no half. Right, let's uh, just get started. Let's just go uh, one each uh, since there's only two of us. Cool. Uh, so who who have you got at number twelve? So before I say any names, can I just say the standard of goalkeeping this season has been pretty pretty poor uh, as, yes. as a whole. So I think it's also worth pointing out as well that there's a couple of clubs that are there's a few clubs that seem to be stockpiling goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. Like if you think that, for instance, like so we, we set ourselves a rule that you you weren't allowed to pick a goalie who had played less than five games this season. Mm-hmm. So that ruled out guys like Thomas Cherney, who's a backup at Aberdeen. Uh, Trevor Carson, backup at yeah. Uh, Fodenham does actually count. I've got my list. Oh yeah, sorry, I was because I, I was doing league games. Right, okay, I'll just done it overall. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, fucking hell. <laughs> As you'll come I'm to really, see from my I'm list. really not happy with my 12th pick at all. But I was like, who else am I going to pick? There's, there's barely anybody left. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how you managed to do it without fodder on. But, yeah, so there's... Yeah, Celtic have obviously got three good... three, um, Well, two good goalies in Scott Bain. And uh, Rangers have a, a decent backup as well. So, there's kind of... It's, Teams that are even Hibs, Adam Bogdan would would probably have made the list that they played enough games. But mm-hmm. there's uh, there's clubs that have several goalkeepers and none of them are any good. And yeah, so 
what, who is your number 12? Because my number 12 isn't very good. So my, my number uh, 12, I'm not sure I've seen him in a live, like, uh, live or in uh, um, whether on TV or in person. But I've had to go for Queen of the South Loney, but uh, Livingston player Ross Stewart. <laughs> yep. You know, had in, so what I did yesterday was went through all the goalkeepers and just looked yeah. at their goal. It looked at all the goals they've conceded. So basically, uh, uh, it, it would help because I, I, I can kind of get from just just observing uh, the goalkeepers. I can kind of uh, kind of analyze what they're good at. But I just wanted to see the goals they're conceding. Who was making big errors? Who was making the kind of same errors? I had uh, so in twelfth place. I did have Ross Laidlaw, and then I watched his goals, and I was like. You can't save anything. So <laughs> basically, Ross Stewart's played seven games, and don't think he had a had a fuck up. So that's the only reason he is in he's in twelfth place. Sensational. I mean, what what a reason to pick somebody. <laughs> but uh, I can't uh, can't really blame you too much. Uh, sorry, can't really blame you too much. I realised I was looking down there. I was like not into the microphone. Uh, yeah. So my number twelve. Uh, I've gone for. Laurent Branescu of Kilmarnock. Yes, I mean, well just he's he's my number eleven, so we can we can just right. discuss him. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of I don't think he's particularly very good, but I do think he maybe gets uh, a little bit of a hard time. It's maybe we were maybe influenced by the the, the Kelly fans, uh, well, the, the the Kelly fan in, in the chat, uh, Craig Anderson, who doesn't really rate him at all, doesn't rate any of uh, Kelly's goalkeepers. But kind of looking at, I was looking through as many of his. Uh, on Y Scout, the, the shots he'd faced this season, and I, I still thought, he's, yeah, he, he makes mistakes. He's rash. His decision making uh, could be better. His anticipation could be better. His positioning could be better. Uh, he's not particularly good at coming for crosses, but he, he can make some decent saves, and he can make decent saves both high and low. And he's mm-hmm. a, a good size for a goalkeeper. And I think there is talent there. He, he just needs to iron out a, a lot of the flaws in his game. But there's certainly. You can see why he, he is a, a kind of... I mean, I know he's never actually going to play for them, but you can see why he's on the books at Juventus. There is, there is something about him. I think if you had a passing interest, before we go on to uh, expand, we should say for listeners that we've just focused on Premiership goalkeepers, because I think we hope to do a lower league one of this, like we did last season. Yes, uh, hopefully. It depends on when yeah. the um, when this shit stops. I did, I've actually got yeah, Fraser Clark. And Danny yeah. Denham, both of both of whom have been on the show before, uh, to, uh, agreed that they're happy to do it. But I wouldn't really like to do that, uh, like over the you know over remotely, conference yeah. or yeah, remotely, because it's, it's three guys who have never really been on a, a podcast together before. So hopefully we'll all get the chance to do that at some point. But when that'll be, I mean, Christ knows. So yeah, it is just Premiership goalkeepers now, and uh, yeah, that's. Uh, my number twelve is is one I, I don't think is even that good. <laughs> yeah, so so, uh, but I, I just thought I would, I would say that before I was going. I speak about Branescu. Branescu is a goalkeeper who I think if you have a passing interest in Scottish football, for example, if you are a Motherwell fan, a Hearts fan, Hibs fan, and you just watch uh, sports scene, you think you could think he's actually a really good goalkeeper because he is capable of really good saves. He some I think he sometimes looks good on highlights, but it's I kind of got that I I kind of got that from him early on. But then the more you watch him, you realise that how much he unnerves the defence 
seen him at recently when Hearts played Kelly at Tynecastle. Kelly were strolling it and it was his nervousness, his rashness, as you said, his decision-making, which really allowed Hearts back into it. And I think that is a, a massive, massive blot on kind of his, his talent. Yeah, so who's your number 11? Oh, no, sorry, so he is your number, number 11. Yeah, he sorry, is sorry. my number 11. So, so I'm going to say my number 11 now. My number 11 is Xander Clark. Um, <laughs> I'm just interested to see who you left out. Xander Clark got nowhere near mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if Ross Stewart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's how bad Xander Clark is. Yeah, or has been, mean, sorry. He's kind of he's, he's sneaking into my list on uh, past reputation yeah. because he, he used to be better, he used to be higher uh, on these lists. But he's, he's really not had a great season at all. He's had a, a couple of absolute shockers. Uh, Ryan Christie's hat-trick goal in the, the first game of the season and Chris Long's goal from Motherwell at McDermott Park, both just incredibly bad goalkeeping errors. He just, he, he's really not been good at all. Even aside from that, he's really not been good at all this season. He seems to have real issues, uh, particularly with saving shots that are they're down low. Uh, I've noticed they can often be rooted to the spot even when the shot isn't that far away from him. He just seems mm-hmm. to, it, it's like it's like a goalkeeper like who doesn't have a chance. He just stares and, and, and looks at it, but Clark seems to do that with shots that go like two yards past him. Uh, he, his reactions seem to have really dulled over the last year. Um, one, one thing I will say, like I say, I, I, the reason I think why he makes my list is that he still can have games where he's excellent and it's very hard to get the ball past him. But he's just, he's made so many bad decisions this season being at fault for too many goals um, and that's why he slips down as low as 11th but I was I did consider leaving him off at all it was just a dearth of other options so I'm intrigued to see who else you've got uh, instead of him but yeah for me he's under Clark 11th who's um, your sorry who's your right, just, just, sorry, just, just, just on Clark I put together a, a goalkeeping article not that long ago, just looking at save percentage. I know save percentage is not the be all and then an end all, but the likes. So he's saved. He's faced the fifth most shots on target. The players above him: Brunescu, Lewis, Gillespie, and Fladke. Uh, I think they they were all well over well over sixty percent now into seventy percent for save percentage. Sander Clark was, I think, in his in fifties or even down to the forties, and he was just re. It was just really really poor. I think his weaknesses have been magnified this season. And I, I completely agree with your analysis of uh, some of the shots he concedes, especially ones where he, he seems to dive over a lot of shots that go, uh, go quite near. Yeah, he, I, that was another point. He, he does seem to have, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but he does seem to have an issue with with low shots in, in terms of trying to get his body to the ground quick enough. Hmm. He kind of seems to lack that just that little bit of flexibility that, that a lot of, Goalkeepers on this list have. So my number, uh, so your number ten. My number ten. I think this this is this might be the one that uh, makes you uh, question my judgment of football players is um, Zlamal. <laughs> Judging by that laughter, yes, <laughs> you're you're insane. <laughs> so there, so, I, I'm going to who I left off my list. Is this Joker? <laughs> yeah. So, so you're Xander Clark. So Lamar was my Xander Clark. He is by no means he's not a modern goalkeeper at all. He's really indecisive of his line. As 
last season's blended into this season. Uh, I just remember him careering into uh, Christoph Berra and almost knocking him out at one point. And when it comes to kind of dealing with through through balls, he is he's not the best because I don't think he he takes up a positive position. He wants to be in the box. Go back to this first game of the season when the Sam Cosgrove scored against their Hearts. The ball went over Berra. Zlamal was came for it, hesitated, then kind of dropped back and it kind of made it easy for, for Cosgrove. Then there's aspect about his passing. He's not a great passer. We've seen that when he got brought back in for Joe Pereira, when he passed out to John Souter and put Hearts in trouble against Hamilton. And Hamilton ended up getting a penalty and scoring from it. So you can I can kind of understand why Daniel Stender was reluctant to play him. However, he is capable of superb saves. Go back only a few weeks and uh, he kept Hearts in the game against St Mirren. And he produced an absolute fantastic save against uh, Motherwell, which was, uh, which from one angle, which was picked up uh, by I think um, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was he was uh, do, doing the, his name escapes me, but he was doing the match day footage from around the around the uh, ground, and from that angle, you really seen how how good a save it was. One thing I don't like about Zlamal. Um, other than the fact that he, that he does make a lot of errors, is I don't, I don't like the fact that I think he often, I think he always tries to save shots with his hands. Now that that may seem like a weird criticism, mm. but so many times you see goalkeepers just trying to get anything in front of the ball, and when it's a high shot into the heart's net, he always seems to just he, he makes himself smaller by kind of contorting his body and trying to get his hand across. Whether it's just maybe goalkeepers often will just spread themselves and just let it hit off anything. He always seems to want to produce what looks like a highlight save. So he can make great saves, but I think he often yeah. uh, it can be detrimental to other shots that he could be, maybe not be, could be doing better, but it's just, he just seems to have that kind of propensity for, for going for the spectacular a bit too often, whereas sometimes you just need to throw your, throw your entire body and make yourself as big as possible, and he doesn't really do that. Don't, I don't think he's as I, I don't think he's great by all means. Hearts need to goalkeeper. I just don't think he's as, as as quite as bad as folk have made out, especially when you compare him to Joe Pereira and Colin Doyle. But yes, you're number ten. Luke Southwood of Aki's. Okay, okay. You know, I've, go I've got a wee, I've just got him a wee bit higher up. Okay, um, I, can, I maybe could actually position him one spot higher on this list because I don't really rate my number nine. I've already slagged him off, uh, but he does have a, a big reputation. So maybe that kind of affecting my decision making but I was pretty impressed uh, I didn't, I've not seen much of him this season but I, I watched uh, I watched all these, uh, the shots he's faced on Scout and I was, I was fairly impressed he's pretty mm-hmm. good at saving shots down low um, uses his legs well he's he holds shots that are low pretty well on all which is something that you maybe don't see an awful lot from maybe goalkeepers these days uh, or, or it's sometimes, well, maybe not in these days, like in Scottish football, probably. Like the, the standard isn't particularly great, um, as we've mentioned. And goalies will often have trouble holding on to the ball if it's struck low and hard. And the, regardless of, you know, where, where it's actually hit at them, they'll usually just look to deflect rather than try and gather. And Southwood seems to be good at gathering. He's also something I really noticed as well. It's great. He loves time wasting. He loves to, regardless of what point it is in the match, he loves to like, gra- like grab the ball low and then like dive on it and then like look about, as opposed to like getting up early and uh, maybe I mean, 
maybe Aki's are just like that. Yeah, maybe that's the instructions. But I was, I thought it was quite funny in terms of his time wasting in the game against Hearts when he started do, doing it during the first half. Kind of with good reason because they'd been reduced to 10 men and were 2 nothing up. But it was just funny how much he was enraging the crowd. Uh, a couple of couple of negatives to say about him, which is maybe why he doesn't uh, place much higher. He, he's not, he's only played about half a season and he's still... I think made a, a couple of quite simple errors. He, he seems like a little bit inconsistent. He is, I think, still quite young, so that's maybe to be expected. And also, he's not a great size for a goalie. He, he's quite, he's not particularly tall, and he's quite thin as well. So that that will always count against him if you're a goalkeeper. But that probably helps him be so good with, with saving shots that are, that are down low. I so I've, I've, I'll just speak to him. I speak around because I've got him a couple of places higher. But he, I'd had a notice about the the time wasting, which is uh, which is interesting, which we'll keep an eye on. But I, I, I like him. I'll watch the goals he conceded. I don't think there was any that were like a like a like a bad error. We just think, oh, that's that that that's basics. I uh, I did notice the his size, but I thought he made up for it at times with his. With his agility, he looks like a really um, athletic goalkeeper, which is which is which helps. But he definitely looks like someone who could do with uh, could do with filling uh, filling out. But I think he summed up uh, well his other parts of the games where his kicking's very good. I think he's got the I think he's got one of the best um, best long range pass um, kind of accuracy percentages in, in in the league. And then there's the fact that he's. I like a player. I like a goalkeeper who actually uses his feet to save shots. Yeah. Okay. Who is your number nine? I've got Robbie McCrory. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I, I just don't think I'd seen enough of him to to put him in my twelve. But go on, give me a case from McCrory. Again, this is uh, this 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 my my own rules about them playing five league games has come is uh, has worked against me. Again, McCrory is very much in my list because of reputation. I think he's very highly thought of at Rangers, and they perhaps see him as a long term replacement for McGregor. I think there's chat about him as being a potential uh, Scotland number one. Yet they're. Uh, so I was, I was really looking forward to seeing him make the step up from Queen of the South to Livingston. However, since he's went to Livingston, he's certainly not replaced uh, Matthias Sarkic. He's had a couple of stinkers. Uh, one against Hamilton on his debut, where he dropped dropped a simple ball. There was the Cal McGregor goal against uh, against Celtic in the two two draw, where he the, the shot was powerful. It was well struck, and it was but it was down the middle. And McCrory just looked. He just didn't look. Um, I don't know how to describe it. He just, he just didn't look like he was there. It was weird. The ball went past him, and he just, he just suddenly appeared, and it was, it was in the center of the uh, center of the goal. He noticed that he sometimes when the ball goes down the line, uh, for example, an attacking players on the on the byline, and he's looking to cut it back. He sometimes overcommits at the front post, so then it leaves a lot of goal to uh, for the for the. Players getting the pass to uh, to aim at. That being said, I think he's a very good. I think again, similar to Southwood, he is a modern goalkeeper, very good with the ball at his feet, athletic, agile. He is very much in there on the fact that the goalkeepers, um, the the goalkeepers below him on the list are aren't great. Uh, his reputation and the fact I've not seen too much of him, so he was never going to get any further up. Okay, my number nine, and this is like the last of the goalies I'm not entirely big on. I think the rest of the goalies on my list are actually good keepers. Uh, so there's quite a significant, for me, 
going nine to eight, there's quite a significant jump in ability. Um, my number nine is Scott Bain at Celtic. He has got a, a big reputation in Scottish football. I don't think it's an entirely deserved. I think he was excellent in his first season at Dundee. He was pretty good in his second season as well. And since then, he, he tailed off at Dundee. I was surprised he got the move to Celtic. And when he played, he made a couple of good saves, a couple of decent moments. I remember the one in the the old firm game where he saved it and then Morelos missed the kind of rebound, almost like on the goal line. But he's just, he, I don't think he, he's quite the quality. And I think the more he played, the more it was evident he, he wasn't uh, a Celtic number one. And he just he allows too many... He, he can make some incredible saves. We've seen that before. His save from... Simon Murray, I think it was, in the, in the Dundee derby uh, a few seasons ago, right before Dundee equalised as well, was incredible. And he does have that in his locker, but he does often let simple shots go past him. And he can he's not too bad, like you said, kind of modern goalkeeper, not too bad off his line, uh, not too bad with his feet, but he's not, he's not particularly big either, not particularly big, can, can miss routine shots. And yeah, I just I don't rate him as highly as somebody like... And the fact that he was number one for Celtic for a while kind of blew my mind. <laughs> and also, because I'm going to get to my number eight, I, I n- never thought he was a, anywhere near as good as, as my number eight, uh, which I should probably just say now. I should probably just say, I don't know, have you, have you got Craig Gordon? No, so I've not, not got Fodderham, Gordon or Bain. Right, I'll just do mine now then, because I've got them nine, eight, seven. I've got nine Bain, okay. I've got eight Gordon, I've got seven Fodderham. So Gordon ahead of Bain, I think he's significantly... Better. The only reason I've got him so low down on his list is that we haven't really seen him play recently, and he is old. So he perhaps could have lost uh, a bit of his ability uh, because well, we have seen him play, but we've not. Re- you know, he's not played often this season. He's been kind of the the backup to Foster. But I mean, of just about all the goalkeepers on this list, he, he's still probably capable of the most in- incredible saves. He's probably outside the top two, even at this age, is maybe the, the best shot stopper on, on our list, on my list. And just, yeah, for his career, just been excellent at, at that aspect. We, we know his flaws off his line, not particularly good, not particularly great with his feet, but not great coming off his line, but he, he's always been able to make up with that by just making continually outrageous saves. Uh, Wes Fodderham, I've got number seven. Um, other the guys ahead of him, I, I could have maybe played Fodderham hard, but he's barely played in two seasons. So it just, I've, I've the reason why I've got my head of Gordon's is kind of the, the reason I said that Gordon's now a bit older. Fodderham can, it's got great size for a goalkeeper, great size, great agility, can make really good saves as well. The, the downside to Fodderham is that he's very susceptible to shots from distance for kind of a weird reason for somebody who's actually quite a good, you know, reactionary keeper when there's shots inside the box. It's weird that he struggles with them from distance, but. It is a black mark on him. He's, it's been a while since he'd probably be considered a, a top three goalkeeper in at the top flight, but he's still very good. It's still a bit of a shame for him that he's been sitting on the bench these last couple of years, especially as we've already said, when there's a lack of quality at the position in the league. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with a lot of that. The, my, the reason I can introduce it, uh, introduce the rules of the, the, the five games is just because, just to save us picking... Um, Four, uh, four or five or six goalkeepers from the uh, from the old firm, but it's it's so understandable when you look around and see the dearth of quality when you've got these real quality players um, 
on the bench. And when I say real quality players on the bench, I mean talking about Fodringham and uh, Gordon because I'm not a massive fan of Bain and I'm unsure he would be um, he, he would be in a high in a decent position on my list. I'm Josh Schneider-Weiler. And I'm John McKenzie. We know that the football news cycle never slows down. But sometimes, don't you wish it did? On the Football Today podcast, we give you in-depth analysis of the most interesting stories from around the world of football. And hear from the most knowledgeable journalists in the game. You can listen to each episode in the time it takes for a single commute. So join us now and subscribe to Football Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Fowler once again here to bring you an offer of free beer. Who doesn't love free beer? Well, we've partnered up once again with the good people at Beer52.com and they're giving our listeners the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash terrace and just cover the postage of four ninety five. And if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the terrace, you'll get an extra two free beers. So that's 10 free beers in total for Terrace listeners. B52 are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they're the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, South Africa, New Zealand, California and many more. As an independent UK company, Beer52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in just to top it off. If you don't like dark beers, you can choose the light plan instead. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash terrace to get your case free. And don't forget right now, the Terrace listeners get two extra beers free. Okay, who's your number eight? So it looks like we two who's talked about. Cool. Number seven. Number seven is I'm just watching clips of him just said uh, just now as you as you're speaking about uh, the the old firm goalkeepers is Offer Marciano. Okay, I've just got I've got him one spot higher. Yeah. So Marciano is someone who I've always liked since he came in at Hibs, and automatically I would I would have put him in fifth or sixth place as in uh, as a quality goalkeeper in. The Scottish Premiership this season, though he's been rubbish. He's 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 cost cost Hibs or played a part in uh, costing Hibs a lot of goals. You just have to go back to the last Hibs game, uh, the last game Hibs played, the third goal against Aberdeen. A simple shot, kind of straight at him. It bounces under his. It kind of just not even bounces under. It, he just gets down and doesn't cover the ball. You look back earlier in the season against Motherwell, he a three 0 defeat. He. Um, there was the goal. I think it was Jermaine Hilton. Yeah, it was Jermaine Hilton. Uh, shot. He got across a strong hand to it, but he just ended up parrying it into his own net. He is a he is a player who uh, he was a goalkeeper who is perhaps out of everyone in the league, in, in, including Craig, Gor- uh, Craig Gordon, is capable of making probably the most stupendous saves, uh, the most kind of top top saves, but. At the same time, there he goes through spells where he, he can chuck them in. And it's not really been a spell this season. It's been every every few four or five weeks. 
Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to disagree with any of that. He has been, yeah, he's once we hire on mine. I'm now intrigued to see who else you've got, because you must have somebody in your top six that I don't have on my list, I think. I know I know who I've got, and uh, I, know, I know exactly who it is. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued now. <laughs> so, yeah, my number seven was Father, and I've got Marciano at six. So, may as well just go straight to your six. It just sorry, I just uh, one thing about Marciano is that sometimes it's to his detriment, but I think uh, at other times uh, it works really well for him. He has a he has a habit of diving behind the line, so he like dives behind. He's, he's behind the line when he dives, but obviously when his his hands a bit further like out away from his body, which uh, is on or in front of the line uh, to save shots. I don't know if it just gives him more time to time to react. Yeah, that's, that's, I've not actually noticed that before. I need to look out for that. Talking about like his amazing saves, like he, he does have that ability. I think was it last year? Was it not the save of the season? It was voted the one from El Bactui against Dundee. Yeah, I think so. That was that. I think that's that kind of just that shows the the level that Marciano can reach. Which then, when he does make a fuck up, is um, it, it kind of frustrates you because you know he's capable. He's, he's capable of so much better. Do you know why it frustrates My, you? Because he never fucking does it against Hearts. I know. <laughs> I was just flicking through the uh, the heart schools there, and you didn't have a chance with any of them. Six is Mark Gillespie. Oh, I've got him higher. And one place higher or a lot higher? Two places higher. We've got him at four. Mm. I think we got a bit stick last year when we done it when because he'd come in halfway through the season, and yeah. this was when I did the list when everyone put in everyone from the podcast put in their list, and I did it for the Scotsman. And a lot of people, uh, people uh, picked Trevor Carson, who played the first half of the season, instead of Gillespie. But Gillespie, Motherwell fans were like, "No, Gillespie's Gillespie's better." And I think he is a very good, uh, very good goalkeeper. I don't think he's as good as the goalkeepers. Simply don't think he's as good as the goalkeepers above him in my list. And I just watching the goals he conceded. Sometimes he's he, he sometimes feel he's too slow to react to sh- uh, shots in the corner. There's a lot of times where. The, the like the goal the balls in the back of the net are over the line and he's kind of just diving. Right, maybe maybe I should alter mine. <laughs> You're gonna get annoyed when I say who I've got uh, behind him. What 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 number are we? We are on six, aren't we? So it's your six. six so, yeah. do you want, so do you want to say your five and then I'll do my five because I've said my six. My five is um, Matthias Sarkic. <laughs> I think it was great. And I know he's. I know he's not. He's not the league anymore. I know he's not the league. Can you pick him then? No, he played. He played. He played a significant amount of games this season. I know he's not. He's he's not there. But twelve best goalkeepers in Scottish football right now. Oh yeah, I mean that's not here anymore. (laughs) That's true, but I think he's got just as much reason to be on this list than fucking McBain or. Gordon or Fotheringham. No, because he's, he's not here anymore. Here, you want to hear who my number five is? Andy fucking Gorham. <laughs> but he's played this season. He's played lots this season. And I really like him. Right, uh, okay. <laughs> right, you want, if you want to say something about him, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's, I think he's similar to how we talked about Luke Southwood in that he is... Um, He's, he's a really athletic goalkeeper. I think he's a, he's got a bit more presence than Southwood. He's a really good um, he's a really good kicker of the ball, and that's the big thing for for, for when Livingston had him. Because you look back to Kelly last season, he was so great, good at just knocking these balls really long to put pressure on op- opposition. He was great at that. He was 
watching the goals back, he's conceded. He was so unfortunate. He must have conceded about seven deflected goals, which is incredible. I like how he, he always wants to stay on his feet to the last moment. But at the same time, I think he sometimes bends uh, bends down too much. And then when a shot is hit high, it takes him a bit more time to get up to there. For example, Joe Aribo's goal against uh, against Livingston at uh, the Tony Macaroni Arena early in the season. But I think uh, I think he's got a huge. Um, um, <laughs> I think he's got a lot, a long way to go in the game in terms of the ceiling he can hit. But most likely, he's not going to be the Scottish Premiership. <laughs> Right, uh, right. So that is number five. So my number five is Vaclav Hladke. <laughs> I knew this would annoy you. No chance. I've just actually moved him higher. <laughs> he's got uh, superb agility. He, he he looks like he's made of elastic. He uses his legs well. His reactions are, are superb, and he does make a lot of good saves. I don't know. I just think there's been a few times this season where he's looked. A little bit dodgier than his than his reputation would suggest. I do think he is a, a touch overrated, but I do think he's a very good goalkeeper. I just think that they kind of talk about him as if he would be a very good, like Celtic or Rangers number one. I, I don't think he's quite at that level, and I do prefer. It's very tight. I mean, I could have my five, four, and three could have been swapped about, uh, and I wouldn't argue about it too much. He is definitely good. I just think he he does have his moments at times. I think a good example recently, he has his moments and I think he sometimes gets away with them as well. So a good example recently would have been the, the Harps game where he came out for a cross. Absolutely, like, nowhere near it. And Sean Clare didn't realise, uh, but had he just glanced the ball instead of trying to put power in mm. his head because he thought that a goalkeeper would be, he would, he would have scored because it was an empty net because Hardcray was like, came diving out about f- four yards behind him and was never going to get to the ball. And he does. He's he's not so much rash. It's just the fact that he just does these wee hiccups. I think uh, that are to me are showing up in his game a bit more often. But there's no doubt that he's a massive asset to St. Martin and a really good goalkeeper. He's just squeezed it by two guys that I'm a big fan of ahead of him. Oh, I'll talk about Hladke when I when I come to. But I want. I'm interested to hear uh, Gillespie. I think he's your number four. Yes. So Gillespie, I think. I just think I'll need to look. I'll have looked for what you said about his, maybe his reactions aren't uh, that great for shots in the corner. To me, I'm very impressed by how good he is off his line at narrowing angles and putting off strikers. He really seems to to do it very well in kind of one on ones or kind of narrow like narrow kind of angles for like strikers shooting from like outside either post he gets off his line well he makes himself a difficult target to get around and he's he's just to me he's really consistent as well very rarely makes any mistakes he's also this is a weird thing but I I noticed that he's, he's very good at gathering powerful shots hit right at him now that, that doesn't sound like much of a compliment but I think a lot in football these days goalkeepers I don't know if this is the way they've been taught, but it, or, or maybe I just misremembered it from when I was younger. But to me, when I was younger, goalkeepers always looked to hold, looked to hold balls hit right at them, looked to hold the balls in the air. And now it seems goalkeepers more look to hold shots down on the ground. And it seems like more and more that goalkeepers these days just tend to react like, get the ball the hell away from me. My job is mm-hmm. to get it away rather than collect and you know immediately start an attack. And I think Gillespie's very good at collecting. 
and that's why I had him as well. I just, I'm just a big fan of him, and I really hope Hearts sign him. <laughs> if we're in, the, although I don't think we've got much of a chance if we're not in the same league. Interesting. That's uh, that, that, that's insightful. Uh, Gillespie is someone who I think was uh, probably someone who I maybe underrate and should pay more attention to. Okay, so who is your number four? My number four uh, was my number three until I watched the goals he conceded and he was going to be arguably my number two. It's Aberdeen's Joe Lewis. Okay, so talk me through the goals he's conceded. Has he had a, a few a few duffers? He's he's only had one really bad, uh, I think good class is bad mistake and that was from Michael, Michael O'Halloran Michael, Michael at the start of the season. But there was there was four, five, maybe six goals where I just thought there's a recurring issue on kind of two aspects. So firstly is that he could really stand up better when confronting an opponent. So I think he, he does well to come off his line and try and um, engage with the striker and try and rush the striker or uh, put him off. However, when he gets out of the striker... I think he makes it easy for them. So you look at the, the most recent game was against Hibs. Christian Dodge was played through by by um, Scott Allen. He rounded Lewis really well because what Lewis does is he tends to kind of sit down uh, or go on his knees rather than spread himself. So there was Dodge that went round him really easily. Jamie Walker um, in the first game of the season managed to clip a, clip a shot over him really easily. And then you've got uh, Ali McCann with uh, St Johnson when he ran through and again Lewis didn't make himself a massive target then there is the issue of his similar to maybe Gillespie is that he maybe not Gillespie Gillespie more about reactions uh, Lewis's issue with moving his feet at times and I found that with the O'Halloran mistake against uh, St Johnson at the start of the season and recently with Billy McKay Billy McKay's header it was just um it was angled in the corner. It was a fantastic header. But Lewis, it took Lewis a long time to get across the goal. And when you think of someone of his size, is that he is he should be able to cover a lot of the, the goal frame. But it came down to his, his foot movement. Other than that, he's, he's a fantastic goalkeeper. <laughs> Other than the fact they've pointed out his flaws for about two minutes, he's brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got, my, I've got my number three. I think um, mm. I kind of agree with you that he's maybe... But, I do this. Yeah, he's maybe not been quite at his best this campaign, or maybe even last campaign as well. But I am the, as I think we've we've noted on these shows before, I am somebody who does value kind of uh, strength of service and kind of a, mm-hmm. a bigger sample size. And Joe Lewis has been in Scottish football. I think this is his fourth, fourth or fifth season now, yeah. and he is just consistently very good. Uh, great size for a goalkeeper. Yeah, love makes, that. Uh, makes a number of great saves. Just uh. I think a real vocal presence as well in Aberdeen backline. Just somebody who I think the defenders have got a lot of reassurance from to, to have him behind them. And after his first season, it was actually quite shocking when he had that really rough patch because he was, he was so good. And yeah. a lot of the time he is he is that good. And yeah, Aberdeen got themselves a kind of modern day legend uh, of, without going too far into it. I mean, if he stays around for another couple of seasons the kind of standard that he's played at, I think he could be looked upon as that. He's just been an incredible stalwart for them. So he is my number three. Who's your number three? 
Vaclav Fladky. Right. Go on, I... go on now. Gosh. <laughs> no, I think I think I think he did make good points. I don't think he's. Uh, there's times where he maybe hasn't looked at his best. You go back to the 5-2 game at Tynecastle earlier in the season, I thought that was probably one of his weakest performance since coming to Scotland. But you also mentioned the fact that he was, he's got great agility. He is capable of saving shots with his, his feet. He's capable of the spectacular. He's capable of, more than capable, of just being a very good shot stopper. And we, we always laugh at that kind of analysis. But I think this season, more than any, has really showed how much of, uh, how kind of correct a goalkeeper, uh, like us using the term shots, a good shot stopper is because you look at Joe Pera, who's not a good shot stopper. No. Whereas like Haladke, he, he, can, he can save all types of shots. I love the way he is so proactive of his line and he makes it very, very difficult for strikers who are running through. They either have to rush a shot or they just they, or they just basically just shit it. No one has left their line more on more occasions than Alan Hladke this season. So I like that. I like that positivity. I like him, the fact he's, he's he's quite commanding as well. He just for me he's just a really rounded rounded goalkeeper. I think he's brilliant and similar like like you with Gillespie. I really want to see him uh, in a Hearts jersey next season. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> No. Right, so we may as well just get to our twos and ones. So basically, it comes down to who do you think is better, Fraser Foster or Alan McGregor? Ken, it's really swithering here because there's... I, found I actually find this quite f- easy. Oh, really? Yeah, I find this an easier decision. I don't think... I, I think McGregor was incredible the first half of last season. Mm. Since then, I don't think he's been quite at that level. And... He still he has made mistakes this campaign, and I really can't think of any mistakes that Fraser Foster's made. I just think they're both incredible shot stoppers, both big goalkeepers. McGregor's obviously a a real veteran presence in that Rangers mm-hmm. defence as well. You can see by the way he's just constantly screaming at teammates, and you know he's the angriest man in Scottish football. But I just think if you're looking at, I think both in terms of. Well, actually, I was going to say both in terms of peak. Maybe not. Maybe in terms of peak, they're, they're both at the kind of same level because McGregor can have games where he's just incredible and make some unbelievable saves. But for me, Foster has just been that little bit more steady, that little bit more con- con- consistent, made fewer errors. And for me, that was what made it quite easy to pick him over McGregor. Okay, okay. I I found he's, he's also more... never been sent off for kicking anybody in the back before, as far as I'm aware. No, I yeah, I found it, found it a little more tricky. I think certainly McGregor's temperament that that certainly went against him because there's 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 being passionate and then they're just being too angry. And McGregor is just is just too angry. He, I think you're right in saying that he he's probably made more obvious errors this season than Forster. I, the two I can think of, the, the two I've noted is. Uh, against Hibs when he came for uh, a cross, missed it completely and Paul Hamlin scored at Ibrox and then there was Devante Cole strike which just went through him earlier on in the season Forster though he he made a mistake against Livingston in the 2-2 one where he came for the long throw and just got nowhere near it I would like to see someone, I think he's too keen on his line, I would like to see someone like like him who is massive He's got so much presence. If a, when a cross comes in the box, when Foster goes for it, I think defenders, no matter how brave you are, you're going to shit it. Six foot seven monster coming at you. And I think sometimes he could do could be with being more decisive and commanding when it comes to cross balls. 
there's also he seems to I don't know if it's just very good decision making and he's just not wasting his energy, but he seems to give up on shots. It will just a shot's going in and he'll kind of just he'll, he'll just stand and kind of look at it. It's one of those where maybe it's not the biggest criticism because a lot of the shots, even if he did dive, he is unlikely to save them. But because he is so good and is capable of such good, uh, uh, such fantastic saves that you do want him to try and go for everything. That being said, he he is he's my number one just because he is he's he's so good and I know we would probably try and stay with it um, kind of judge on Premiership performances, but the Europa League performance against Lazio at Celtic Park, I was I was there that night and bloody hell, two absolute outstanding saves. Yeah, yeah, no, I was kind of including just thinking everything like so I was I was yeah. taking Europe into account as well because it's hard to just ignore it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. see them do it, and I think that's why McGregor Sean's because his best performances have come on the continent as well. Yeah, right. I think that's us. Yes. That's uh yeah, hope, hope everybody listening at home enjoyed that. Uh the kind of new format for this, uh which we'll unfortunately have to do them all with, uh due to you know, a global pandemic. Uh, but yeah, hope we're enjoying the, the output that we're still managing to churn out. Yeah, uh, there's plenty on the Patreon as well. So if you have head, head over to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast, you can find loads of stuff with introducing a few new features. Uh there's one on one where basically we interview each other about our kind of, you know, favourite players, favourite grounds, first games, kind of just getting a, a sense of our kind of football supporting backgrounds. There's also going to be a new one. I think the first episode has been recorded probably at the same time as we're recording this, which is Classic Terrace 11s. So it's each of the guys will basically bring an 11 from their time being on the Terrace podcast who they like to talk about the most. So it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be good players. It can, it can be a mixture of, of good and bad or bad because we always like talking about crap players. It's It's, it's good fun. And we're also going to start doing classic matches as well. And so myself and Duncan will do a classic match rewatch of the 2016 Scottish Cup final on Sunday. And then we'll be doing a, a few more on that because they're obviously, you know, the the uh, SPFL, the Scottish Cup, YouTube and uh, even BBC Scotland now are, are showing games, uh, reruns in their entirety. So there's plenty of kind of nostalgia content for us to feast on and we've got a few other kind of ideas in the pan as well i know craig kearns is very very keen to do a kind of rise of the diddies yeah yeah craig and i were going to write a book on that you, uh, yeah is that is that still happening uh, probably not because we're really busy men i've <laughs> 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 not got any fucking time to write a book <laughs> Uh, we just wait till we're all unemployed after the economy completely crashes, and then, yeah, then you can write your book. Nobody will buy it, like cause nobody's got any money. But they can use it no. for firewood. Right. I, I don't. Right. I, I'd quite just like to go to a, a bookstore if they're still still there and just you see if something <laughs> if they still exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing we we'll say uh, we we'll say before we go is um, I'm actually quite interested to hear fans. Um, top 12s or their view on where we've placed their player because I think we both of us try to watch as much as we can and like to think we have a good idea of how good players have been but I think that it's, it's really good to get fan input back from where we've placed players uh, whether it's uh, praise or um, negative praise which is abuse <laughs> <laughs> negative praise <laughs> right thanks very much Joel for joining me no worries Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers.
Social Podcast Network.